All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk. Live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. The Edmonton Oilers have won five games in a row. Just after 12 o'clock local time, uh, we've already hit our daily high of five degrees. Nice. McDavid 60. Uh, that's the lead. <laughs> I feel like we've had some good intros this week. Come on. That was good. That was fine. Welcome into the show. Oilers Nation every day streaming to you live on the Nation Network YouTube. The last day I'll be saying we're streaming on the Nation Network YouTube. What? Big surprise tomorrow. Show's canceled. Show's canceled. Yeah, we have been canceled. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. You didn't hit the light goal in enough days, and now we're canceling the show, so you can all live with that guilt. Uh, anyways, we're live from the Sports Closet Studio, three locations in Edmonton and area. You can also find them online, sportscloset.ca. Get geared up for the playoffs with our friends at the Sports Closet. Everyone needs a new Royal Blue jersey ahead of the playoff run. That's the rule. I don't make the rules. I'm just here to enforce them. And if you do not have a new Royal Blue jersey ahead of the playoffs, you're not allowed to watch the show anymore. Sergeant Battle is the first one in the comments. Did my bet not hit because it was a bad bet or because we didn't manifest it? Either way, hashtag Mix60 Dukes. Mix60. Yes, everyone is fired up about it. Sergeant Battle adds the balls on McDavid to do the same move twice in OT. I was certain he was going to go five hole. Yeah, I mean, what a night. The Oilers kind of bring again their B minus C plus level game for the most part. The stars were the stars. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more, but this guy absolutely stole the show. Connor McDavid mm-hmm. scores early on with the thing I love about him becoming a goal scorer 
like Drysidle has his spot, right? When he scores, we know how Leon Drysidle likes to score goals. Connor McDavid has like seven signature moves, and this is becoming one of them where it's like, okay, if you're the goalie, you're like, I got him angled. Okay, he's going behind the net. I need to look. Oh my god, he banked it in off my shoulder, and like so, I sit. When I go to games, when I'm lucky enough to go to games, I'm like row eight right up from the goal line there. So I had like a beautiful view of this as he like curled around and then plunked it in. I felt like I was one of the first people in the arena to stand up. But like that was just beautiful. And it illustrates what a James Duffy used the word today on the radio. I was listening on my way in the most evolved hockey player ever. And I think that goal right there shows it. And the point I was making was. We've seen him do that a number of times. We've seen him do the backhand forehand on a breakaway a number of times now. We've seen him drive wide, push it out, change the angle, slam it five hole on an odd man rush. He has like this collection now of signature goals that he's established this season. He is. Yeah, he's he's an elite goal scorer, a man with multiple offices. Must have a lot of business going on, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, the bank off the, the shoulder is unreal. And oh, here's the OT... First miss. It was a, like when that happened, that everyone just stood up. Yeah, and then Drysdale just working his ass off to get the puck, and then McDavid the nerve to do the same move, <laughs> and then have success of it is. It but, was an, an incredible moment just to be a part of. I was sat yeah. row thirteen right behind the net there, and man, the wave started when it was two two, and then the wave started again when people gradually started getting up yeah. from their seats and it was like, holy smokes, and then. By the time anyone's ass cheeks had even hit the seats again, <laughs> everyone was back up and ready to go. And McDavid at 60. Okay, that insane. pass right there is dumb. Sorry to cut you off, but as we're looping, like that is one of the craziest feeds ever. We, like it's Crazy. blind backhand spin up the middle right on the guy's tape. Insanity. Absolute insanity. And Aaron, mm. I want you to run it back again because, okay, this is nuts. But then again, just talking about McDavid and how evolved <laughs> he is, like, to basically read and remember, okay, I know how Ingram just played that move. Mm-hmm. Overtime adrenaline's high, he's probably going to read it the same way. So I'll, I'll just hold on to it for an extra second until he goes down. Like, I fully believe that's what's going through McDavid's head there is, okay, Ingram didn't actually like move his upper body over and read the move well. He went down into a desperation. Yeah. And McDavid knows, okay, second time I'm doing that, he's going down into a desperation. I'll flip it upstairs. The, he said in his post game interview that, he just assumed that Ingram wouldn't expect him to do the same move twice. Ah. So he just went for it. And yeah, I mean, it clearly worked. But I didn't see this in the ring, obviously, because you're kind of looking for the puck. But he smashed his stick oh, did off the boards. And I'm surprised it didn't shatter in half. When he missed the first one? Oh, yeah. I didn't see he this in the ring either. He, so you can't see it on the replay. Run it again. There was you can't. No, you can't. Oh. So when he peels off here, he whacks the boards. And... <laughs> Yeah, then he comes back and his stick's still going. And I think it was his TNT interview. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty lucky my stick just wasn't split enough. Shout, to out, be shout out CCM. Yes, shout out CCM. So just crazy moment, honestly. And then it's, it's not the time that the game was at, but I think for everyone that was in that building was very happy to be there. And there was so many chances he had. Like he had the one in the second period kind of early on where he came right down like one-on-one with Ingram. And mm-hmm. I think Ingram made a pretty good save. Ingram was very good last night and Solid. to his credit, but yeah, there was what a moment. What a moment uh, indeed. And now nationgear.ca, you can get this beauty. Mick 60, we knew he'd do it. 
and Kennedy delivered. Look at this design. Mm. It is absolutely beautiful, crisp and clean with the little silhouette in there. I love it. I love every part of this. Uh, Mix 60. Get them now, nationgear.ca, before they sell out. Are we going to have to make another one? Mix 70. 10 games. 10 games to get 10 goals for 97. In his last 10 games, he's averaging about four shots a game. He's got seven now in back-to-back games. He has scored in five of his last six, I believe. The Oilers have two games against the Ducks, two against the Sharks, and one against the Coyotes in those final 10. Also, two games against the Golden Knights, who he's done pretty well against this season on top of that. Uh... I think he's going to do it. I think we're going to get a sprint to the finish. I think we're good for a hat trick at some point. He very easily could have had a hat trick last night. When you look at not just the shots he took, the quality of shots he took. Another, again, early in the season, we talked about this. He wasn't actually shooting the puck more at five on five. The numbers stayed relatively constant. But he started shooting the puck more on the power play. And that kind of dipped now in the middle of the season. He was back to being the distributor with the man advantage. Last night, that switch flipped back. He was not afraid to be a shot first guy with the man advantage. And I think it shows one, he probably wanted to get 60 on national TV. I believe he'd be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also he's hungry to get more. I think he wants to be that 70 goal guy. I think he wants that sort of accolade along with his career. Like we haven't mm-hmm. seen someone do that this century. No, I mean, who Brett Hall would have been the last one, right? The score 70. I mm-hmm. think he's got 76 or whatever he did. But McDavid also has 12 goals in his last 12 games, which is crazy to think about as well. Yeah. But yeah. I think he needs what three more to pass Gretzky's record of six. I think Gretzky's record 62. So he'll, he'll beat that for sure. And yeah, I, I fully expect it. And like you said, like he has the soft matchups in there, but also there's big occasions, which yeah. David shows up for almost every single time. So I, I am fully on board for the 70 train fewest games to get to 60 goals in a season and i feel like last year and not to, I, I shouldn't even do it but last year there was a way bigger deal about matthews getting it he did yeah. it in 73 mcdavid now does it in 72 does it one quicker and i just love that he has that little one up as well i like silencing the haters i like silencing the people there was a guy yesterday who i heard again i was listening to the radio on my way to the game who was like How can you say the uptick in goals is a good thing? That just means he's using his teammates less. And people will twist themselves into a pretzel to try to discredit anything they can when it comes to the Edmonton Oilers. Um, But it is hard to do that when they have a 60-goal score. Connor McDavid, what a season. Uh, 60-goal seasons as well as of late for active players. Ovi was 65. Stammer was 60. Matthews did it last year. McDavid is... I have no doubt he's getting to at least 65 and and tying that Ovi number. Using his... Teammates less, but he's one assist away from matching a career high in assists. That's pretty good. There you go. (laughs) Pretty solid. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the chat here. Um, Twisted, the pass off the wall from Dreisaitl's second, uh, or for McDavid's second breakaway, the one he scored on was the same play he made for the game winner against Calgary. Dry is elite of elite. Yes, I like that point there. Um, LK97, can you talk about Nuge? Yes, we will talk about Nuge right away. Ron Ropechan, should there be a concern for the Oilers' play as of late? It's been three games they've not been focused in play. Was McDavid 60 a deterrent or a distraction maybe? Are we going to see the real team show up against the Vegas Golden Knights? Um, how, how, how bad do you think they were last night? I don't, I don't I, think they were. I, see, here's my thing. When I, you play yeah. against poor teams 
you are so used to having the puck in the offensive zone and kind of going and going and going that when Arizona or San Jose get really good chances, they're going to be higher danger chances because you've not been defended the whole game and you're kind of out of sorts. They're probably going to catch you on the rush and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it just happens. And I know there's this whole stigma around the others don't play good against bad teams. I just think it's that. I think they're just like the others have almost 40 shots last night. And yeah, you know, you'd obviously like them to close it out a little bit mm-hmm. easier, but I, it's not something I'm too worried about. They might not be playing perfect at the moment, but they've also won five games in a row. Yeah. So it's like Arizona's been pushing a lot of good teams. <laughs> like I, they're playing really solid hockey right now. And Arizona I just took yeah. Colorado to overtime. Too. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I didn't have a big problem with it. That's why I said B minus C plus range is the grade I'd give them as a whole. But it was one of those nights where their stars took care of business as well. And again, we'll touch on a few of those guys in a second. Uh, someone wanted us to give our thoughts on Stuart Skinner, Viperistic. I thought two of the three were not his fault. I actually, I didn't have a big beef with any of them, really. Like, no, I don't know. He made a big save in the first period, too. I think it was on the power yeah. play, came across. I think it was the Clayton Keller one, which was the third one, I think, was yeah. kind of into it, almost an empty net because they left him wide open. Yeah. The, sh- the PK one was bad defensive play by mm-hmm. the forwards, not carrying in his mind, so he had an easy net to tap in. And I don't remember the other one. Yeah, I, I didn't have a big problem. There, in the moment when those goals went in, I wasn't like, ah, damn it, Stu. Like, I just didn't. Why is Kyle? I'm ready for the Skinner is a bad goalie talk. Um, I mean, the thing is, he isn't. He's got a 9-10 save percentage as an NHL rookie. So it's just, we're, we're not having a conversation like that because we deal with facts. Uh, why is Kyle very clearly a uh, Jack Campbell burner account? Um, <laughs> he says, it seems a bit hypocritical if you blame Jack for the same thing you coddle Skinner for. What are we coddling Skinner for? Again, one guy has a 9-10 save percentage on the year. The other guy's not going to get his save percentage above 890 on the season. So Listen, they both won their fair share of hockey games. I get it. Um, but if you're even trying to suggest that there should be a debate about who the number one goalie is in Edmonton, stop it. Enough. Um, Sergeant Battle says we trash soup because it's been the same issues over and over and over again all season. He's a $5 million vet. Skinner is a rookie with under 70 games played. You can't hold them to the same standard. And I think that's a great point, too. Like Stuart Skinner, sure, you could say he had an off night last night. But he still only allowed three goals. He didn't allow any that were like blatantly weak. No wristers from the outside that squeaked through his body. No five hole shots. Like Again, I thought he wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. And he won them the game. So I don't know. I thought it was hard to really judge him, to be honest. Well, yeah. Like again, like Skinner's had a bunch of these games where the team prevents shots in front of them. Mm-hmm. So the only opera or not only, but a lot of the opportunities they're getting are great A's backdoor tappins, like the one on the power play that Moser scored, you know, with Campbell, like an eight fifty save percentage. When you face 30 shots, give up three weak ones and a couple that maybe aren't your fault. It's like, Hey, like that there bugs me a little. Cause you're giving up weak ones. If your save percentage is eight twenty, like Skinner's was last night, but none of the goals are weak. You only face 17 shots, so it's going to hurt your numbers. I just don't have as big of an issue with it at all. Do you have any? Do we have the highlights, Aaron, from the goals that were allowed? Just take take a look. Yeah, at we do. Guys. We have a couple. Yeah, we can take a look back at them. Um, Hungry, you, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Hungry Tyler said, like Liam said, they're high danger shots after allowing no shots in seven minutes. I think that's also difficult for a goalie mm-hmm. to deal with when you got to sit there and be cold. Uh, Tyler Mulek Skinner played fine last night. Um, yeah. Here so you go. This Here, is the first one. This is the first one. Yeah, this is the JJ Moser one. Like, 
it's on the power play. Dayan is left with two guys. Yeah, Darren is left with two guys. Wasn't great coverage. Someone probably could have pre- prevented a cross seam pass at some point. Absolutely not Stuart Skinner's fault. I don't know which ones <laughs> you'd like to blame him on. That is certainly not uh, not one of them. Let's get into our three big things for our friends at AMA Travel. Check them out, amatravel.ca. They can help you out with hotels, everything. If you're an AMA member, you just punch your little number into the top, and then you get to see the discounts you get on hotels and things like that. I did it for the trip I'm taking this summer. So on all my little stops through BC and the state of Washington, Wow! I got like discounts on every hotel. It's a great little perk. Check them out, amatravel.ca. Also, they help us with our nation vacations. The Germans are... I mean, the, the heater that started with the Germans coming is extending, which is great. Yeah. And I think part of the credit for this five-game winning streak goes to AMA Travel for helping us bring the Germans here. It's yes, not, it's not a crazy are. line to draw. They're the fourth star yeah. in this. Uh, <laughs> number one in my three big things is the guy who was the first star in the arena last night. And I was actually surprised he was the first star. Connor David wasn't one of the three stars in the building yeah. last night, which I thought was weird. Uh, but Ryan Nugent Hopkins, the Nuge, picks up another two goals. And boy, did they ever come at big times close to the end of the second period to bring the game back to a tie. And then to even things up again in the final frame, Ryan Nugent Hopkins now up to 33 goals in 72 games on the season. He's got 10 games to go. I don't think he's going to get 40, but the fact there is even a debate to be had about Ryan Nugent Hopkins being close to the 40 goal mark is insane. 88 points in 72 games. Liam, should we do some math and see what he's on pace for? May as well. We're here. What's that? 100.2. He's on pace for a hundred points as in his 29 year old season, his 12th season in the NHL and Nuge could hit triple digits. We get a look at that goal. Oh, look at that. Another whole home, beautiful pass by Leon Dreisaitl. Um, under 10 seconds to go. An absolute beauty, vintage Nuge, wrist shot blocker side. Um, the breakaway goal was absolutely sick as well. He was lights out in that hockey game. Um, you know, is it, is, is who's passing this one? Who, who delivers? Oh, I believe oh, that is the oh, best it's, passer oh, it's in the Leon NHL. Leon Yep, the best passer in the NHL. Boom, Nuge in his spot, fires it home. Says nice pass too. That's my lip reading. Nice <laughs> pass, Leon. Nuge, like, what can you say? Like, we keep going throughout the year being like, oh, I wonder if the heater's going to end at some point for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And it's just flat out not. Yeah, we're just at the point now where this is his season now with 10 games left to go. And Let's hope he can get to a hundred point mark. That'd be really cool to see. Like obviously the McDavid thing has been the big storyline, but behind that has been how well Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been. And I know Zach Hyman's cooled off a little bit recently, but he's still having a great season too. And the play of those two guys are the reason why the Edmonton Oilers are still in the race for the Pacific division. And especially Nugent Hopkins last night. But like you said, it was funny that McDavid was given the performer of the game. When he only had one goal. Oh, yeah. Nuge in the two, arena, in they the do arena. like the Gatorade performer of the game. Yeah. And then Dryside was given the first star and McDavid wasn't given a, a star. Well, they have it, folks. NHL hockey. Was it Dryside or Nuge that got the first star? Uh, they Nuge, Nuge and, they and gave, then uh, the most underrated player in the league, Clayton Keller, the third star. Yeah. Uh, Dryside, he is our second big thing. Uh, you said it the day after the NHLPA named him the best passer in the league comes through with four apples for the Edmonton <laughs> Oilers. Uh, what's he called? An apple farmer. I think that's always the joke. How about this? In his last four games, he has 10 assists. 
Wow. And look at the apples he had last night. The pass to Nuge on the breakaway. Elite. Spinning no look from behind the net to Nuge. An elite pass that few guys can make. The one in OT that didn't result in a goal. And then the one that did result in a goal. All of those are just these high-end feeds. Yesterday, I said, ah, maybe I think Connor McDavid's actually the better passer. I take it all back. I regret saying that. How stupid. I was thinking that when it was all happening. I was like, I wonder if Tyler's reversed his answer on this one. Because he was just passing it in variety of ways and i've spoken to a couple of people actually who funnily enough called me and was like so how was the game and I was like, yeah it was great and they were just like it's great it's 2023 why are you calling me <laughs> yeah how about uh and all of them said is like, how about dry effort on that on that overtime way yeah. to go in and dig into the boards essentially beat two guys and then still get the puck back to mcdavid after you know how far away he passed mm. it as well it's just the kind of player he is and he has this he has this mentality. Sorry, he has this image that people put on him of being a lazy player. Yeah, and sure. Sometimes maybe you'd like to see a little bit more of a dig, but when he really needs to, he shows up. We saw it in the in Game Five last season in Calgary. I know it was a bit of a soft spot after Johnny Gaudreau just skated away from him, made it a little bit easier for everyone. Mm-hmm. But essentially, the same player. So he's a uh, he finds ways. Set up McDavid for the game winner, which was McDavid's tenth game winner of the season, which moves him into a tie for first in the NHL with. Leon Dreisaitl. Bingo. They are the only two players to hit the double-digit mark when it comes to game winners on the season. Unbelievable. EJJS. Dry watched yesterday's stream. Yeah, he did, and he took it personally that I said it. Uh, Lance says, we all have takes we regret, Tyler. Mine just came to regret 24 hours later, not even. <laughs> uh, like 12 hours later, I was regretting it. Twisted. I thought Broberg had a solid game. Uh, Lance throwing shade for Tyler's lack of YouTube chat. I'm trying here. I've been reading a lot today. Um, our third big thing from last night's game is just that this team is finding ways to win with their B and C level efforts. And I think that's actually really encouraging. I'm going to take the glass half full approach to it. You want to be playing your best hockey come playoff game and come playoff time. There's still 10 games to go. They outshot the Yotes 20 to 13 at five on five, scoring chances 24 16, according to natural statric. High danger looks were 12 to six, according to natural statric. They were the better team last night, I think, for the game yeah. on the game as a whole. They controlled play for most of it. They just weren't as dangerous as you'd maybe like, would have liked, weren't as dominant as maybe you would have liked. But still, they've won five games in a row and they really haven't been playing their best hockey for two or three of them. I think that's an encouraging sign because I think they're going to find their stride. They're going to have dominant games coming up and hopefully they're just saving them for games against the Vegas Golden Knights and LA Kings, which are points you really need. Yeah. And I think out of the three games, these last three, the one I've been disappointed with, with the performance would be Seattle, to be honest. I'm not really concerned at all about Arizona or San Jose. Like shot hit the post when he was 2-2 yesterday in that game in the third period, which would have gave them the lead. And I think they would have comfortably cruised to a victory there. Yeah. But instead, we got the epic moment. And then, but San Jose, Arizona, like I addressed, like they're kind of weird games sometimes when you play poor teams. But the Seattle one is like. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, you probably got a little bit lucky because you had poor goaltending to go up against. You got four goals and yeah. 11 shots. But like you said, Tyler, they're finding a ways to score and it's not having to be a shootout every single night to mm-hmm. like... I think they're playing actually not a little bit better than maybe we're giving full credit for, but yeah, they're they're making their way up the standards. And now what is that? I guess there's no points on that, but I think they're four points off the top of the Pacific right now. Yeah, uh, they are four points back of Vegas. Vegas has a game in hand, two back of LA. LA has a game in hand as well. Vegas's game in hand is getting played tonight as they take on the Calgary Flames. They're in the Saddle Dome taking on the Flames tonight. Come on, Calgary. Come on, Calgary is right. I mean, yeah. 100%. 100%. The other big games in the playoff picture tonight, uh, Winnipeg is in Anaheim, so they'll be looking to take care of business there. Dallas is hosting the Penguins. Seattle and Nashville going head-to-head, and that one's interesting because Nashville right now, seven points back of Seattle, but they have a game in hand, so if they were to win today in reg, which we're certainly hoping from an Oilers perspective does happen, if they were to win tonight in reg, they would be five points back of Seattle with a game in hand left. And Seattle's got a tough schedule down the stretch here. So um, yeah, I, I, there's some really interesting hockey games tonight. Yeah. It's a, it's a full slate around the NHL and it's a, it's a fun time of year with everything that's involved with it, with the, the playoff pushes and everything. I would like to see Seattle make the playoffs. So to be honest, I like it. It doesn't have a big issue for me when, if they miss or do or. I'll make yeah. it, but it's like, oh, you know, second year is an expansion team to like cool story. get it, grow, grow the game a little bit more in a market that hasn't had an NHL team before. It's, mm-hmm. I think it'd be a fun little thing to add in there. I'm rooting for chaos a little bit, so I'd love to see Calgary win tonight and Winnipeg to lose because mm. I think that being a two point gap would be really interesting. Also, Nashville five points back of the Jets with three games in hand. If they just take care of their own business, they could easily or they could straight up pass the Jets in points. Um, so there you go. Another thing, and it's important to remember this time of year, as the Oilers look to track down one of the Kings or Golden Knights, is Edmonton holds the tiebreaker over everyone in the Western Conference. So all you need to do is move into a tie with these teams, and you're going to jump them in the standings. So uh, a big week of games. The soft spot in the schedule isn't fully done here, but three of your next four. Vegas, Arizona, who can be tough. They're pesky, pesky oats. But Vegas again, and then L.A., Huge stretch. Skinner starts three. You give Campbell the game against Arizona. I think that's probably pretty straightforward. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any other way to discuss it. To be honest, you got to win those games, and I guess Campbell is winning your hockey games. But you gotta you gotta do it a little bit more safely if if I'm picking the goalies. 
Sean in Calgary, I want the Flames to make the playoffs. So satisfying beating them. Uh, Ski Bum said, I'm more worried about clinching than worrying about matchups. I, yeah, I wouldn't really worry about that. If the Oilers were to fall out, let's use Nashville as the example. Okay, right now, Nashville is 12 points back of the Oilers. Let's say Nashville wins all of those games in hand they have. They would be six points back of the Oilers with 10 games to go. Let's say Nashville wins all their games in hand and the Oilers just go five and five in their last 10. That would put the Oilers at 100 points. And that means Nashville would have to make up that six point gap and go eight and two in their final 10. They would have to go, if the Oilers play 500, Nashville has to go 11 and two to pass them. It's not happening. As fans, we should not be worrying about the Oilers no. make, missing the playoffs. Right now, the goal should be, oh, can the Oilers win the division? That is what should be on all our minds. Yeah. Let's be optimistic about this team. They're, we're all talking about how they're not playing well. Well, they're on a five-game win streak, and they've come through a tough stretch where they went 500 and probably could have won two of those games if goaltending showed up or they yeah. didn't make some terrible mistakes. So this team's good right now, and we should be thinking a lot more positively about them in some aspects, I think. Yeah. Uh, DC hot take issue I see with the Oilers is that they give up two terrible goals a game based on defensive breakdowns in the playoffs you won't win the cup unless you eliminate that which they won't Uh, I don't know they went pretty deep last year that series against Calgary they still broke down a lot defensively like it happened and and Mike Smith wasn't great so um, yeah I think they have it in them to eliminate it their blue line is better I think this year than it was last season just with the addition of Ekholm alone hopefully a healthy Darnell Nurse as well so I'm not like I agree. It's the one thing that could sink them. It's the weakest part of their game. But I just think, and I actually wrote about this the other day on the site, if you want to go check out a little bit more, the game, it changes a bit. It gets more intense, but it's still the same game in the same sport. Teams don't just like magically find another level all the time come playoffs. Yeah. Like I think LA has the ability to shut down the Oilers because they're just that good defensively. They, they flat out are. but. If the refs call the rule book and you'll get power plays in the playoffs, I've been harping on this a lot. It's not like power plays suddenly disappear in the playoffs. You actually get more of them on a per game basis in the playoffs. If your power plays hot, you can still overcome being mid defensively. I don't think that's like a crazy thing. I think one thing to consider with the Oilers is do their pros outweigh their cons? And I think a hundred percent the offense yep. is significantly is, is more than capable of outscoring their issues. And we can talk about like, oh, it doesn't happen in playoffs. Well, he just did. The others, that's exactly what the others basically did in the playoffs last season, yeah. you know, and they, they ran into a team in Colorado who were just better than them at scoring goals, to be honest. Like they just had the offense to back the punch with it. So I'm not worried about that stuff. Obviously it's going to be an issue, especially the penalty kill, like that, that assignment that someone missed the assignment on the goal yesterday where they yeah. scored the first one. It's like, you got to clean that up. But at this point, you're probably not. You just kind of, I think in the playoffs, like you said, things get a little bit more intense. Maybe guys are jumping in front of pucks a little bit more, which helps defensively and bearing down a bit. But I'm not too worried about it. And I mean, you could look at that series against Colorado. In games one and four, they scored a total of 11 goals and lost both games. In games Mm -hmm. two and three, they scored a total of two goals over six periods and lost both games. So with... You know, which way do you want to view that? Because I think you can view it either way. You could say, hey, they would have won two games if they could have bared down defensively in games one and four. Or you could sit there and say, hey, if they would have scored like we know they can, they bring games two and three to overtime at least and have a chance to win them. So I don't know. I think you can go either way with it. I think it's going to be a fun playoff run. Yeah. 
Tyler Mulek, we have more weapons this year. Ekholm is a huge upgrade over Keith. I agree with that 100%. Kyler, I normally never want a player to get hurt, but if Mikey Anderson breaks his ankle, I would not be upset. Uh, yeah, uh, sure. I got sure. I refuse to comment, but I agree. Karma. I refuse to comment, <laughs> but I agree. Uh, DC says I might quit my job if the win the if they win the cup. Um, I will cry. Yeah. Yash <laughs> says, question, how screwed are we if Skinner gets hurt down the stretch in the playoffs? I joked about that before yes, the show. I was like, can you imagine the the world where knock on again, we're just talking here. <laughs> Skinner, Skinner goes down, but Jack Campbell like saves the day. He's like lights out. He's got like a 970 save percentage in round one of the playoffs. I, it would be, it'd be remarkable. Yeah. Hey, I joked about it before. Jack Campbell wins games. He and is, he was good in the playoffs game. last year for the most part I, for the Leafs as well. Like, what was his save percentage in the playoffs or his GAA? I was just trying it? to find that. Ah. A hockey DB isn't good for that one. No, no. NHL.com is the way you need to NHL. go. NHL.com. Where have I got to go here? Playoffs. Playoffs, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had a, a 9.34 in seven games last season with one shutout and a 181 goals against. Very good. Yeah, before eight ninety seven with a shutout and a three fifteen in seven. Not as good, but he was very but good not, in game seven. Not as bad. He was playing for the Leafs as well, so like, eh, come on. Uh, guitar maniacs, home ice still important. Still, I push back on that a little bit. I would prefer home ice advantage. I think everyone would get the extra game at home, right? That's that's big. But everyone loves to just point at game seven and be like, "You want to be at home for game seven. The Don't thing is. Yeah, don't let the series go that far. One. Two, having game six at home is also big, right? Like everyone talks about, oh, game seven, game seven. Okay, well, the Oilers had to go win a road game in game six just to get to game seven. And if it was the other way around, like, yeah, the LA Kings had a chance to close up that series at home. Yeah. So I don't know. Like home ice is important, but everyone always likes to focus on game seven. Well, you do get game six at home if you don't have if game seven's on the road, if you're the Oilers, man, I would like to see them just close out a series in six games on home ice. Right. Yeah. Again, I get it. It's the fourth home game of the series. You'd like it, but I don't think it's like the be all end all. I don't think it greatly changes the way I view an Oilers series against really anyone. If they're at home or on the road. Yeah. Okay. You don't start the series at home, but I would argue the chances of just stealing a game are kind of greater in games. One or two things can be a bit more random. Teams haven't established their matchups yet. Oilers lost every game one last playoff run. And they won two of the three series. Two series. Uh, Just on the Jack Campbell thing, I went and looked at his numbers. He had over 900 in all in six of seven games against Montreal in 2021. He was at an 867 in game three when he allowed four on 30 shots, which I believe went to overtime too. So he's actually pretty good. Just the one game he had a bit of a blimp, which I mean... Goaltenders aren't going to go 16 straight games in the playoffs and, yeah. and be great. I'm sure Vasilevsky's had a couple of games like that too. Yeah. Although, isn't there like maybe some, not? Isn't there some crazy number about his, uh, like when he loses in the playoffs, the next game is like always lights out. It's like some I think crazy it was a stat. shutout. I think it was a shutout run in there or something. Because the so only, he, yeah. The game uh, yeah. they, they, the only time they've lost back to back in the, in the playoffs was this Stanley Cup final in the last since yeah. he got swept by Columbus. Kind of nuts. That'd yeah. be nice to go have that low run, wouldn't it? Yeah, they lost Bow. They did lose back to back to the Rangers. Sorry. Oh, uh, and Vashalev, he got lit up in game one. And then in game two, he gave up three goals as well. So, but then after that, he dialed it in. Like, that's so funny against the Rangers. Gave up six, gave up three, 
and then they won four straight against them, and he gave up two one one one. Oh, it's pretty good. Vashkovsky's really good if you uh, if you aren't aware and you're watching the stream right now. Look him up. Uh, DC, does anyone miss Barry? Remember when we were all freaking out? Our power play would be in shambles. I wouldn't say we were all freaking out. I uh, I said I, that was I, I had a take I regretted earlier in the show, so I'll pat myself on the back and say I wasn't worried at all. I my exact take was how can you look at a power play with three future Hall of Famers on it, two future Hall of Famers, sorry, and yeah, another off. guy who's going to get a hundred points this year in Nuge, yeah. two Hall of Famers, a guy who's going to be a hundred points. And you're worried about swapping out the D-man with another right shot D-man who arguably has a better shot. Like, I don't know. I didn't get that. Since the trade deadline, the Oilers power play is 29.4%. So down like 2%. It's nothing. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a big effect on it. And also out of that, out of that, you also now have a defenseman in Eckholm who's playing almost mm-hmm. a point per game and has effectively brought up almost everybody on that blue line, especially your young stud who now runs that power play, by the way, in Evan Bouchard. Yeah. And he looked good yesterday. He did have a good game. Like he, I said, he, had he kept in like third. three or four pucks at the line that yeah. were like elite. Yeah, he was uh, he was moving it well. And like you said, on the on the power play, they were using McDavid a lot more. And he was finding McDavid on that mm-hmm. power play. So yeah, Bouchard has uh, been good on that. A lot of debate about the wave. Troy, don't call me Lawson Kraus in the chat, says German chance greater than the wave. Agree 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a wave guy, especially in a tie game. Come on. Oh, it was dry. they were losing at one point, and people were they, so it started in my section, and I'm very disappointed to say that. But it was a it was a, feel shame. It was a it was a young group of kids who were trying to do it, but boy oh boy, they were trying for a long, long, long time. And yeah, at one point they were down two one, and there was even some Ingram chance last night from my section too. I don't know if you had that on your I side. Didn't know. Yeah, it kind of felt like it was just my row that was doing it. But um, they were trying to get in his head. I would love to know if there was anyone at the game last night in section 115 or around it who heard the lady who would not shut up about Darnell Nurse. <laughs> oh, at one point, some guy turned around and like had to tell her like enough. What was she doing? Just the whole game about Darnell Nurse in like the loudest voice possible. How much he sucks. She knows oh the numbers. God. She knows he sucks. It was driving me crazy. I got a stat for you all. Since the trade deadline, which defenseman has the most turnovers on the Edmonton Oilers? Matthias Eckholm. Not Darnell Nurse, really. <laughs> yep. Uh, giveaways, whatever they're called. But yeah, Darnell Nurse, I think he has the second least. They have it, folks. Darnell Nurse is, I, I hate, I'm with you all. He's not as great as he probably should be. He's also a lot better than anyone yeah. gives him credit for. Uh, Troy says, what section were you, Liam? Were you upper bowl or lower bowl? Uh, I, was, I was lower bowl. I was in 127. Oh, same section as Troy. Oh, there, there you go. There you go. Yep, it was uh, there was a bunch of kids at the back. Yeah, uh, Lance says can't stand a fan like that. Like I, I don't mind cheering and like being loud when the time calls for it, but there's just something about like the screaming and annoyingness. It was crazy. Kaldi and Bomber had a guy on Monday who every time he touched the puck, the guy would yell nine million. Like yeah, come on, people. <laughs> Uh, Parker says little gripe about being at the game. Um, people who stand up or hold up massive signs for long periods of time. Yeah, I agree with that too. Yeah. When there's a whistle, you can hold it up. But while the play's on and get it up a couple of times. Oh, no. What happened there? They canceled us. Yeah. This is all the beginning <laughs> of us coming to an end. Um, what were we up to? Oh, yeah. The, the signs really of the distraction. game. Yeah. I think, like, you know what? If the guy's coming around with the camera and lift it up. But yeah, it is kind of a time and a place. I know what NBA games, they don't allow it. 
You have to oh, have really? like, your sign verified at the door. Well, well, that was like a few years ago. I went to a Phoenix game and yeah, they was, if you had a sign, you had to get it like checked out by security, which is kind of funny. So, Oh no, are we about to get fail army on the TV? Oh no. Every time we turn on the TV, when we get in here, there's fail army playing. And I'm trying to get the logo back on while we do it. And I feel like we're about to get fail army. And if we do, we might just run with it. Enjoy whatever's <laughs> about to pop up on the screen. I'm mildly nervous about what may show up here because we are broadcasting live. But I one thing I would like to bring up for people who were at the game was the um, <laughs> the Bumble matchmaker that was oh, presented. Man, that was so cringy. that was very funny. I hope you two had a lovely evening, whoever you are. But uh, if you're in the chat and you were at the game and you saw that, let me know what you thought because I thought that was very funny, especially when they panned to them. And they were both just <laughs> dug into their phones and not looking at each other. It was a special evening at Roger's place for a variety of reasons. What's going on behind us? I don't know. Is there an HDMI code? I have no idea. Um, right. Also, they did the kids spelling bee at the game. Oh, yeah. And the, so the first one he got, Kane, Kane nailed yeah, it. Yeah. And then they go Deharnay. I didn't, I was spelling Deharnay's name wrong for like the first two weeks yeah. he got called up. I didn't know there was an H. The kids struggled mightily he, with it. He, uh, yeah, I think he got to H. He, he said D, and then he said A. a. And the whole guy was like, E. And then he like couldn't seem to grasp what people were saying. So mm-hmm. we didn't make it very far. But then he got Hyman and he won the nurse jersey instead. So it was, it was yep. fun all around. It would have been nice to see him get Deharnay though. But. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, no. That's literally what it says on the TV. It literally does say, oh no. <laughs> the title is currently unavailable. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's a what custom is going title. Uh, Golly Wally. A major distraction. I was in 130, section 130, and there was a drunk guy thinking Campbell was in net. <laughs> there was a guy in, in the section over to me too, where it's like, so I know some people like to have fun when the camera comes on them. Yeah. But this one guy stands up and just lifts his shirt up. And it's like the cameraman just literally pulled his camera down. He's like, no, oh, yeah, right. I'm not putting it on the screen. Like, ah, oh, you just ruined it for everyone. But I, I made the Jumbotron yesterday. Really? Yeah. There was, uh, there was some people at the end of my sec of my role we were on. And I just popped my head to the side, gave a big smile and a thumbs up. And boy. I had a text. Saw you on the Jumbotron. <laughs> I make the Jumbotron. Uh, someone said we should unplug and replug it. We connect to that through AirPlay. Hmm. I'm going to try to do it again, but I'm worried like my text conversations are going to pop up. Just be ready to like hit the Betway button, Aaron, or something like that. <laughs> yes. Put rice it's not it. working. I don't know what's going on today. Weird. Tyler Mulek put it in rice. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, People keep talking about Jersey mics. That was something on the broadcast, right? Jersey mics. Yeah, I saw people were talking about it on the radio, uh, radio too. Jersey Mike's isn't in Edmonton though, is it? What's or is Jersey it? Mike's? It's like a sandwich place. Is it? A place oh. in Edmonton, I don't think so. There's a place called Mike's Sub and Donair. Shout out to them. We are all over the place today on the show. Honestly, where are we up to? I listened to questions. Have we answered any? Uh, people are just talking about their experiences at the game for the most part. Asking you what row you were in yesterday. Row thirteen, and nine. There you go. Well, damn it. Let's uh let's get to Betway. This just rattled me so much. Oh no. I won my bet. So did you. Yeah, so did Jay. So did Jay. And Jay might be leading the race now when we update the thing on uh Saturday's game. Which is big. I might have to go through and recount though, apparently. 
But anyway, what have we got tonight, Aaron? Florida to win. <laughs> you know they I counted seven, this. two, and one in their last ten. Six and seven in home. Six of the last seven. They've won six of their last seven at home. There you go. I think the one they lost was like a shootout or something too, or overtime. So that's good. Tight. Brock Besser, even money on the shot prop, hit it three games in a row. So I'm in on both those. So we'll see what happens. We'll see all these are playing again, so I get bound them and win. Dustin, yeah. <laughs> I'm going uh Rangers money line. They're road dogs against Carolina. I like that one. And I'm combining Buchnevich and Radish. Over one and a half shots, plus 145. Good value there. Radish shoots the puck a lot, and they never move his line off that. Now it looks like Betway's on the screen. Well, it's good. At least but then it. it's like also combining itself with... It's very confusing. Things are... And you can see the light so clearly now, too. What a mess. What a mess of oh, a show. Tyler Mulek. Mm. Docs Liam, firstly. And then he said... Let's talk about Gavin's big hit from last Yes. Night. Flash that, that up. Does uh, Gavin have a mic there? Yeah, we'll give him. He, he could have Mike Four. Mike Four is over there. We could feed it to him somehow. Or there's one underneath there too. Oh, Liam just got up. Liam, big shorts guy right now. Plus five. It is plus five in the Edmonton area. Uh, Gavin hit this massive parlay yesterday and bought donuts for us in the office. <laughs> um, Gavin, take us through your thought process with this peak degeneracy, but I love it. Um, I'm not gonna lie. It was literally 15 minutes before puck drop. I was watching warm ups. And then I was talking with my buddy about the type of year Keller's having and Hayden's having for Arizona. And I already had a feeling that Nuge is going to have a game. So I literally threw this together 15 minutes before puck drop and got lucky. Got lucky. boy. I threw mine together 15 minutes before puck drop too, and it wasn't as lucky. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's a big one, Gavin. I've seen you hit some big ones before, but is this your biggest one? Or have you had a big one before? I've had bigger. I've <laughs> had bigger, but I'll definitely take this one for a $5 wager. Attaboy. That is that great is stuff great to see. Great stuff. Have, sorry. Do you have anything tonight, Gavin? I'm sure people are yeah, like, hey, no, uh, you guys are already talking about me. Vegas and how we're cheering for them over. Um, oh, no. Wrong way around. Um, we're cheering for Calgary, but I like Vegas here on the road. Uh, yeah, they're, they're plus dogs here. So I like the value for Vegas tonight. I don't mind that either. I think I, you're like plus 130 last time I checked. So yeah. I like it. Yeah. Betway's got them at plus 130. So I'll, uh, I'll be hitting that probably. It's a, like I said, emotional hedge, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We want Vegas to lose, but if they win, at least you'll have some money in your account. So it's not the worst exactly. thing to do. Exactly. All righty. Catching up on what you're all saying in the chat. Um, Lance says, like the Oilers game last night, may not be the best, but we got the W. Tyler Mulek said Kessel Ring did look good out there. Yeah, I thought Kessel yeah, Ring looked, uh, looked fine. Some people talking about not getting credit on certain sites for the McDavid goal. Betway counts OT goals. That's all you need uh, to know right there. Don't get me started. Someone, uh, someone, time goals. Yeah, someone messaged me on Instagram, actually. Who was it? Do, do, do. I want to give proper credit. Chris Yu said uh, he's moving to Betway because they honor OT goals. There you well, go. It's false advertising. In a way, yeah. But not with our friends at Betway. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Yeah. What else we got to hit on today? Uh, what do we got? McDavid's I think tomorrow we're going to have a guest on the Star Mechanical guest line. Oh, nice. Frank bailed this week, so we need to try to get someone. Yeah. Uh, maybe someone who can like talk about the entire NHL or something like That'd that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Do you guys want that? Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Should we Should we get someone who can just chat NHL tomorrow? It's two back-to-back days without a game, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, these. Um, uh, I hate yeah. these ones. Just play every other day. Do us a favor, NHL. Yeah. But don't the worst play, will be don't in play the, on Sundays. During football season. Just in general. In general? Okay. Sunday's off. Fair enough. 
All right, that's gonna be a wrap on today's show. Shout out to our friends at the Sports Closet, sportscloset.ca. Tomorrow or Saturday will be our next Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day show. Um, let's plug up the shirt again, Aaron. Let people know who are just hopping in where they can get it. Nationgear.ca. Connor McDavid's got 60. Pick up the Mix 60 shirt now at nationgear.ca. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, we're gonna try to get this TV fixed in the meantime. New episode of Real Life later today, and then we will be back tomorrow at noon Mountain Time. Chat with everybody then. 